podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Check it out, check it out, check it out! Saturday morning! Ah! It's awful outside! Yeah, it's just cold. It's not that bad. No, it's cloudy and cold and whatever. Spring was almost here. It's 11 a.m. Central Time. That means it's time for THN Cover to Cover. It's the coolest show on the internet. You, baby. Man, you really like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You zigged there. I keep them guessing. Level. I keep them guessing. So they don't know what's an edit and what's not. See? <laughs> My name's Matt Bob. I'm one of the hosts of the Two Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast. But if you're listening to the show, you probably know that. Sitting across from me is yeah. the other head. Say your name Joe Patrick. How do you spell that? J O E P A T R I C K. Got it. Just testing. You can find us on our show Twitter at Two Headed Nerd on the tweets, or you can follow me at Matt Bombstein. You can follow me at Joe Patrick one one six. We're always screaming about nerd stuff. And the first one hundred and fifteen Joe Patricks were taken. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Here's how the show works: We have a regular comic book show where we talk about comic news, reviews, all that great shit. That's just awesome. But that's just boring. On that show, we premiere our question of the week. It also goes up on the THN forums every Sunday. Joe Patrick is our head questionnaire. Why don't you reset our question for this week's show? I can do that. This week's question was inspired by Black Scorpion number three, who wanted to talk about comic book retcons. Father of BS the Four. So, retcons, we talked about it on the show last week. What is a retcon? So, you got a reboot, which is like a hard reset, right? right. Crisis on Infinite Earths, boom, yeah. reboot. New 52, boom, reboot. Right. A retcon is different in the sense that it alters or adds to established comic book history yes. without taking things away. So, for example, Jean Grey living in a cocoon at the bottom of the mm-hmm. river while the Phoenix ran around doing things looking like her. Starman helping baby Superman get to Earth. Starman helping baby Superman get to Earth. Yeah. That's a great one. That was a gentle retcon, yeah. but there it was. So, stuff like that. We want you to take your time to talk about your favorite retcon, a retcon you think is completely stupid, or something that you think is just so goofy, but you can't help but love it anyway. There you go. Retcons. Here's or how. Oh. You can talk about whatever. Well, I was just about to get to that. Get to it. Or you can talk about anything we talked about on last week's show or anything that happened in the news this week. There's all kinds of cable casting rumors that may or may not get addressed. Kong of Skull Island is out in the theaters. We're still talking about the Logan movie because it was still awesome. And I don't know what is it with some of you jerks that are hating on it, but you're wrong. You're just wrong. And we don't want to hear from you. So shut up. But if you do want to call us and be told that you're wrong, you can do so. I would be thrilled if somebody <laughs> called in to geek out with me about Mass Effect Andromeda totally. coming out in I'll nine days. That. You can always call us at 402-819-4894. You can leave us a message there. But if you call now, well, from 11 a.m. to 1230 Central Standard Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I mean, we'll push it. it makes sense for us to stop. You'll get on the show live, and it'll be awesome, and you'll be internet famous. I just hope you're ready for that kind of pressure and fame, because with it comes a certain amount of loneliness and drug use and sex addiction. So, you've been warned. You can also send us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. But when you call and leave a message or send an MP3, you got to cut it off at two minutes, kids. That's how it works. we got to share the air. Answer I find the question. That we're being a little bit more lenient on that if we're having a good conversation and the phone's not ringing. Live, it's a different thing. Yeah, we'll 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 play around there, but we're still gonna you know gently use the cane and pull you off stage after a little while. That's just how <laughs> it goes. We got a show to run here. Let's get started, shall we? 
Caller, you are on with THN Cover to Cover live. Who this? This is Zach Hollowell. How you boys doing? Zach Hollowell. Good to hear from you, brother. We're good. Good, good. Uh, So I I wasn't calling for the question of the week. I just had two quick things to say. First off, in your first episode, when Justin O'Connor said he was doing nude photos, he wasn't joking. (laughs) He was doing it for an album cover. He (laughs) borrowed a backdrop from me, and there's this shit all over my backdrop now that I can't get off. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, I know, right? It's gross. (laughs) But my question, I did have a question for you guys. Um... Thinking about podcasts, non-comic book, just cool podcasts. Do you guys have like suggestions for the other listeners of things that, yeah, you should really listen to this? Absolutely. Totally. Totally. Uh, weekly, I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. I love it because he doesn't just talk about sports. He's an ESPN guy, an NBA analyst, very smart dude, has all kinds of great guests on there, talks about movies, talks about just about everything. But uh, his cousin, Cousin Sal does like uh, gambling reports on everything crazy everything <laughs> like you can bet on anything and they love talking about gambling it's a great show joe patrick what, what do you listen to so uh there's this there's this family uh called the mcelroy family and they have an empire of podcasts uh they're part of the maximum fun network and just on their own with their small group they have something like 17 or 18 different podcasts. Two of the brothers uh, write for the video game website Polygon, and so they do a bunch of like video podcasts. Their most famous podcast is called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is oh, that's an great. advice show That is great. Uh, where they give bad advice to the ridiculous questions that people post on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> um, but my favorite podcast, my absolute favorite podcast, is a different podcast that they do, the brothers do, with their father called The Adventure. Adventure Zone, uh, and it is a live play D and D podcast. Uh, I've not listened. Where uh, the youngest brother Griffin is the is the DM, and they take uh, the two older brothers and their dad, who at the time had never played Dungeons and Dragons before, and they have crafted one of the most legitimately amazing and compelling fantasy adventures I have ever heard. <laughs> like it's a comedy show, so there's lots of jokes, but it is legitimately enthralling i highly recommend it it's called the adventure zone there you go there's a couple for you i actually have one to throw out to you guys as well hit us you guys listen to the last podcast on the left no i have heard of it though you should okay yeah it's uh it's three dudes one of which is uh have you seen uh your pretty face is going to hell on adult swim yes he's the main demon it's that guy and two of his friends. Oh. They mega research uh, like serial killers or black magic or whatever weird thing they come up with. And they do a, like a two or three part one hour podcast about it, like H.H. Holmes or oh, Left wow. Hand Path or whatever. And they're hilarious and they make a lot of jokes. But it's also so seriously researched that it's the most interesting and entertaining thing I can possibly suggest. Nice. I'll check that out. Definitely. It's so, really sort good. Of like my favorite murder meets stuff you should know. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> sounds, like that. That sounds awesome. Zach, thank you for your call. We will look into the last podcast on the left. Thank you, boys. Have uh, a good show. Love you guys. Talk you to you too, soon, buddy. buddy. All right. We're going to call this poor guy back. He's been trying to hit us. Has it been the same person every time? Same per- No, that was somebody else. We're going to call this guy back, right? Oh, a call from the ziggurat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, look at that waveform. That's weird. Hello? 
Hello there, caller. You were trying to call us and we were having some problems and I apologize for that, but we fixed it and we are on the untraceable ziggurat line, so don't try and trace this call. Who dis? Awesome. This is Hallucinathan, Nathan from Indiana. What up, Nathan? How we doing? Doing good. What were you desperately trying to call us and talk about? Oh, uh, the topic was retcons. Yes. And I was curious as to if anyone prior to me has mentioned probably one of the worst retcons. That Two be- words, bone claws. <laughs> bone <laughs> claws. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bone claws. I don't know, man. I mean, let's just get into it. Where do we stand on bone claws? Joe Patrick, where do we stand? Um, I am conflicted now that he's called right? stupid. Because like, part of me is like, well, At it makes time, sense that there would be something under there. Well, no, because we had spent the first 20 years of Wolverine's existence thinking that those claws were artificial. Right. And so the revelation that's like, oh, he's got claws in there the whole time. Yeah. It's sort of a cop-out, right? Because they just had this epic story where Magneto nearly killed Wolverine yanking right. the metal off of his bones. Right. Turns out he's okay. He's got claws anyway. And he turned into a dog man that wore a do-rag. He did turn into a dog. <laughs> he did turn into a dog man that had a do-rag. So, I don't know. I'm not sure where we stand on the bone claws. I mean, like, I guess I love it and hate it, you know? I, I don't know, but it is definitely a retcon, and it is definitely infamous. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, where my standing is, uh, I started really getting into comic collecting in the late 80s, early 90s, and they had those rad uh, Marvel Universe trading cards that first came out, and they had that one subsection with the weapons and how they work, and then they had the breakdown as to how Wolverine's claws work, the little pneumatics and everything. Yeah, super, that was so that was so freaking rad. That was so cool. Turns out not, oh. not how it works. He's just got like muscles yep. that fart him out of his hands, I guess. <laughs> and it's much it's much cooler to think you have this little nearly indestructible runt that they just want to experiment on and make the perfect killing weapon and now to just say, Oh, he's been that way the whole time. Right. And if you think of it from yeah. like a mutant evolutionary standpoint, it doesn't make much sense that you have claws that rip out of your skin. Like cats have retractable yeah. claws, but they've got holes for those. Hey, <laughs> you know, look, sometimes mutant powers aren't pretty. I suppose. Meryl's got bones grown out of her. Look at Maggot, for example. He's got bugs living in his tummy. Right. You know? <laughs> and I think I think it also opened up the doorway for other more ridiculous retcons like secondary mutations. Oh yeah. As <laughs> well Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, as well as uh that he's not really a mutant, but he's descended from a race of dogmen. Puke. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> oh, but then we found that out was that was all worst. bullshit. The character was like, nah, I made all that up just to screw with you. Uh, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, it was so dumb. Yeah, it was a uh, great write-off. That was a good correction, though, where they were like, nah, I've just been saying that's, that. That's right up there with like <laughs> revealing that Nightcrawler is not uh, the son a, tra- of- a tragic holy man who just happens to look like a demon. No, he's actually a demon yep. because his dad is the devil. And Mystique slept with the devil. Yeah, uh, so stupid. Dumb. All right, we're going to let you go because we got somebody else desperately trying to get through. Thank you, Nathan. Awesome. See you, buddy. Have a good one. Caller, you are live on THN Cover to Cover. Who this? This is D. What up, D? How we doing? It's going. And you guys? Eh, I'd say about the same. It's going. You know. What do you want to rap right about? On. Uh, have you guys listened to the audio I sent you guys a while back? About two days ago. Yes. Yes. In fact, we we already recorded it. We were just uh, about to discuss it. Absolutely. And we were going to discuss okay, it when the phone started to ring. 
But we can discuss it with you live right now. Well, let's do that. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me your thoughts on it, please. You were talking about heroes fighting heroes. You were calling it the versus. Yeah, the versus. Yes. Screw hashtag in the fight. It's hashtag versus. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, hashtag Ooh, the versus. Ver the versus age. Yeah. I like it. But just VS. Hashtag yeah, VS. VS. That's all we need. VS really right. short. Yeah, we were talking about, I mean, like kicking it around a little bit right before we started getting calls, but... It, I totally agree that they used to use it as a way to pump up other characters. Like we talked briefly, I mentioned uh, Witchblade and Daredevil or She and Daredevil. Exactly. Right? Where like Billy Tucci was trying to get She in front of more people and so they had her meet Daredevil. They fight for a minute and then they team up and fight something worse. We seem so to have... Boost up ourselves a little bit. Right. We, but we seem to have gotten away from the whole now we team up and fight a bad guy and we just fight each other until we go, oh, we have to stop oh, fighting each other. Somebody's dead. What have we done? Let's all be friends again. You know, like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> you don't get to show up, punch somebody to death and be like, all right, I'll see you at the meeting next week, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Totally. Marvel versus DC and DC versus Marvel when Batman and Captain America were fighting each other and they were like, wait, why are we doing this? Yeah. We should probably stop and like, try to figure out a better solution. But they yeah. just forgot the whole let's stop and figure out a solution part and we but just move on. Keep going. Yeah, we just move on to the next event. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's almost like there's no time, you know, or whatever. I mean, it'd be one no thing. No breathing room at all. Yeah, and like that was the whole idea. A big baddie is there and like, well, I mean, we don't, you're fighting him, we're fighting him, let's team up and fight him, you know? Or exactly. her, or it, or whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I just, was watching a video recently about the JLA and the Avengers by George Perez and how the JLA and Avengers started fighting each other. Then they realized that the, the Grand High Master was actually behind everything. Right. And they stopped fighting. And like this, it made me think about that after you just said that. Like that's exactly what happened. They used to fight, find out a bigger cause, and then let's take they take down the bigger cause. That so. was the formula, and we've yep. gotten away from that formula. And now it's just. Constant everything's got to be everything's got to be so real. Yeah, it's got to be so real. They got to have drama. They got to be mad at each other. Yeah, forever. How do you how do you guys Pass. feel about that? What, like the hyper realism in black comic books. I don't mind that. I don't um, mind like real world aspects of things and like uh, characters with real world problems because it helps us to connect with them. But it can also like get into the doldrums of the right. real world. Like, I don't mind well. touching on reality, like real world relationships stuff, as long as we don't forget what we're talking about. Right. Let's keep that it. Is a comic book? Yeah. Yes. This is supposed to be fun. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, Cap and Tony are supposed to get along because they're on the same damn exactly. team and they're friends. You know. Exactly. I mean, That's, Carol Danvers is like is a jerk, but you know she's a comic book character. Like and, you still like right. Carol. Exactly. And, yeah. And first and foremost, not a murderer. Why are you doing that? <laughs> you know. I mean, she may beat up her. She may beat up her friends here and there, but she's not a murderer. Exactly. And I would argue she was the one that would step in and be like, "Look, we're done doing this. Okay, we have to discuss these things." Not all right, Iron Man. I'm gonna punch you until you fucking die. You know, like that is not Carol Danvers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. D, thank you for your call, yeah. man. I'm glad we got to discuss yeah. it. Caller, you are on the air with THN cover to cover live. Who this? JD, you gotta catch them all. Hey, taking a break from your uh, busy Pokemon catching to call us. I appreciate that. That's correct, yes. How we doing, buddy? Good, good. What do you want to rap about so, today? Uh, well, uh, yesterday was not only my birthday, but it was also the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was. Happy birthday to you and Buffy. 
Thank you. What an auspicious occasion. And, yes. And uh, so I want to specifically talk about uh, Season 5, Episode 1. Okay. Of Buffy, when uh, they finished up their dealings with Dracula, and Buffy and the gang came home to her mom and sister. The question this week was uh, retcon. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, surprise, surprise siblings. Spoil it. Let's spoil it. This is a Buffy retcon, and it's, I mean, it's like... 15 years old. So if oh, you yeah. didn't see it, screw you guys. Oh. Buffy suddenly has a oh, sister yeah. that she yeah. doesn't remember. Yeah. Everyone else does. That was part of a plot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, uh, I mean, there was the thing. She remembered it, too. I mean, that was the thing. It's like the only people that didn't remember it was the audience. So right. if you were watching it in real time like I was, I spent three episodes thinking I was starting to have dementia. <laughs> but basically, you know? sister got magicked into the plot. More or less. Yeah, it, and it was really, I mean, it was well, I thought it was really well done because they did. I mean, they really played it straight. I mean, yeah. For three episodes, everyone acts like she's always been there. She's talking about and referencing things that happened before that yeah. you don't remember her in. But this is also it part of the, really well done. the magic of Joss Whedon's Buffy, where it's like a show that was doing comic book stuff that we had never yeah. really seen on TV shows. And yeah, it totally screwed with the viewer, but there was a payoff that was totally worth yeah. getting screwed with for, you know? Absolute comic oh, yeah. book device, and it's just because Joss Whedon's a brilliant nerd. Uh-huh. Well, and he grew up on comic books. Yes. So. And that was a wonderful retcon. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but Dawn sucks. <laughs> no, Dawn does not suck! <laughs> I liked Dawn! <laughs> Dawn was an, uh, she was unfortunate at times. Yeah, <laughs> Jeffrey, happy she birthday. Happy birthday to Buffy, and screw you, I like Dawn. Thank you for your call, brother. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. See you, bud. Talk to you later. Bye. Caller, you are on the air live with THN Cover to Cover. Who this? Hey, it's Chase Magnet. Chase, how we doing? Hey! Pretty good. It's been a while. No doubt. How you been? Uh, very, very good. Good. That's good news. What do you want to rap about? This is about retcons, right? Yes. We're talking retcons. Okay. Worst and best. So I feel like it's, I feel like it's, well, I, I'm, I'm mostly thinking a worst one. And it's, it's more to do with the fact that retcons as a whole aren't great. Like, yeah. there's plenty of bad examples. I think, I think the one that for me goes further and not just being like silly storytelling, but actually being genuinely bad, uh, is the recent DC rebirth retcon of bringing the Watchmen into the DC universe. Okay. Um, okay. Because there's a debate to be had. It doesn't definitely. Okay. Cause it doesn't, I, I think it's, I think it's poor storytelling. Like I think it's already just a, a naturally bad idea, but it takes an extra step and it kind of just, it's, it's a reminder of like, Oh yeah, we don't actually care about creators rights. We don't actually respect what you people do or what you make. And we're going to farm this shit and drill it into the ground until it's dead and beat. Yeah. Um, I think just anytime DC touches Watchmen or tries to do something new with it, it's just a reminder of how little they care and how unethical they behave towards creators. See, this is what so sucks. It's, to me, it's, it's, it's that extra level of bad where it's just like it's actually a bad thing. Yes, and I totally agree. And this is what sucks. The whole rebirth was supposed to be we're going to listen to our creators more. We're going to take we're going to roll back on the editorial hand and let guys just write good stories about good stuff. But it's all built on the backbone of Alan Moore's ultimate fuck off. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, no, and I agree cuz I I'm enjoying rebirth. I'm yeah. I'm like picking up books on a weekly basis. It's 
it reminds me a lot of like when I first discovered like Jeff John's Flash when totally. I was like seventh or eighth grade. Totally. And it's just like, why did you add this? Why did you add a stain you can't get rid of? Yeah, it's it's like seriously, it's it's with the best of intentions on something that DC did in the past with the worst of intentions and continued to like poke that bear for years and years and years. Until Alan Moore maybe went insane. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying it's because of that directly. But yeah, I they are really, really going to have to sell me on this through storytelling. And even then, I'm still going to have a bad taste in my mouth over it. Even if it's great. Yeah. It's, even if it's the it's best really, it's DC weird thing. watching Tom King on Batman and like building up to this crossover that they're going to do with it. Because it's just, it feels like it's his weakest work so far. Yeah. And I'm just, I don't, I think, I think he's selling, like, here's the thing is if you read any of Tom King's work, the dude is like worships at the throne of Alan Moore. Like oh, that's yeah. his guy. Oh, that, yeah. that is what, that is his biggest influence. And so then to like spit in the face of the artist that like made you who you are and made you want to do this thing. I, I just, I've lost a lot of respect for the guy because signing up for doing this, it's just kind of like, no, I, 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 I don't get why you do it. I, I don't, I, I can't respect that decision. I, yeah. It's really tough. It really is, and I, I don't know what to say about it or what to think about it yet, or where to even file it. Because like I said, even if it's the best DC story we have ever read in our lives, you're still going to have this bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's still, it's still an unethical decision, and that's, that's why I would say it's probably the worst, because, yeah, there, there's plenty of, of silly stuff out there, but this one's actually this one's disrespectful to real people and yeah. people who you've made tons of money off of and continue to make tons of money off of. Um, and just, I guess, to end it on a positive note, uh, I'm looking at my library now trying to think of a, a great retcon. Um, the start of Walt Simonson's Mighty Thor has a great retcon in that it just basically makes Thor, Thor, gets rid of Donald Blake, gets rid of the alter ego, and just lets Thor hang out. Totally. Yeah, totally. I, love, I loved that. That was one of my favorite retcons, it's, actually. It's, it's a great retcon, and basically it, it happens so inconsequentially because you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, of course, that makes sense. And it's the start of one of the best superhero runs ever to exist. Right on. Thank you for your call, Chase. That was very yep. deep and heady as usual, but that's what we've come to expect from Chase friggin' Magnet. <laughs> I, will, I will try to call in more. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Have a good Saturday. You, you too. too. Caller, we were just calling you back because you fought so hard to get on the show. <laughs> You're online with THN Cover to Cover. Who this? Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Kyle from San Diego. Kyle! How we doing, man? Doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing it. You know, we're doing it. Apologize, yeah. uh, apologize for all the trouble that you had. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> it was on our end at first, and then we just started getting calls because we're so damn popular. Kyle, what do you want to rap about? Well, that's great. Well, I just wanted to say I'm a proud Patreon supporter. Hey! And, <laughs> and uh, I also am very happy that I got um, tickets to San Diego Comic-Con this morning. Nice Ooh, score. That's yeah. uh, not easy. It's sometimes getting harder, harder to do. Yeah. Did you like actually? Yeah. Were you did you do it online and one of the like lottery things, or did you march down there and yeah. buy tickets? No, it's it's all lottery. So I had a question about the question of the week. Yeah, about sure. the retcon. Yeah. So I'm fairly new to comics. I've been reading comics for about a little bit over a year, and I haven't really gotten into a lot of super uh, superhero comics. I read a lot of um, image stuff, and so I'm wondering if what Rat Queens is doing. That's more of a reboot and not a retcon. I haven't read the new number one. Are, are they just picking up where they left off? No. Really? No. no. They're starting over? Yeah. Reboot. It's, it's like that a, is a reboot. It's a reboot. Yeah. yeah. From what I understand, 
it is a full-on reboot. I don't know. We don't know yet if the other stuff counts or, again, if we're being tricked for a story device or something. But as of now, it is a reboot. Yeah, if they're not just picking up where they left off, then that is that is a reboot. There was some stuff that happened with one of the Rat Queen's artists yeah. that led to a very ugly breakup. And so maybe that is why they're rebooting, like, fresh start. They've, there's been a number of problems with yeah. between the creators of that book. Yeah. Um, so I think this is they're just looking at this as a whole new fresh start. He said that the old stuff is canon still. Okay. Interesting. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a soft anyway. reboot. Well, <laughs> so uh -oh. they might they might not be picking up where they left off in the sense that like can you believe what happened yesterday? Right. You know, in right. issue number 30 <laughs> of the previous volume. But if if all the stuff still happened to them and they're just starting and they just have a new number 1, that's just I guess you would just call that a relaunch where like Sort of like Marvel's doing, right. Marvel does, where it's like, uh, it's January, time for a new Spider-Man number one. Right. But everything that right. happened in the preceding X number of issues of Spider-Man still counts. Sure. We'll call it a soft reboot or a relaunch. Yeah, it's, you okay. know, there's a lot of jargon. There's yeah. a lot of jargon. You'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep hanging around. You'll pick you it don't, up. You yeah. don't have to have a doctorate in comic book literature to understand these books, but nope. it does help. <laughs> Kyle, I am so sorry it took so long to get a hold of you. Nope. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. No, appreciate it. All right. And hey. thank you for your support on hey. Patreon. That is awesome. Hey. It makes us love you more than the others. Have fun at Comic-Con. Yeah, no doubt. Good for we'll you, do. man. Getting into Comic-Con is harder right. than going to the Masters anymore, it seems. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Caller, you are on live with THN cover to cover. Who this? It's Anthony. We knew Anthony. it was you. We were trying to call you back and yeah. we got your voicemail. We were just trying to call you oh. actually because you were fighting so hard to get through. I apologize. We yeah, had sorry. Some technical glitches and then we had a bunch of people call us at the same time. No, that makes sense, but it, it's probably annoying to see like, oh, this dude's still calling. No, no, no. I, okay, cool. I feel really bad because we don't. We have we have no other choice but to like cut off people when we're already having a conversation and then the phone rings. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh god, I hope they call back or leave a message. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. How, I mean, how's the format, new format, working for you? You guys like it? It's fun. It's working good. Uh, if we if we get enough, uh, if, if we reach our next Patreon goal, we might have to invest in like an actual yes. eight hundred number, a or phone something. bank or something. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> no, it's it's great because it forces us to talk about stuff we might not otherwise talk about. Yeah, that's right what on. I love about. So what are, What are you guys been talking about? Are you doing the question for the week or what? We've been talking about retcons. We talked about Logan a little bit. We talked about... Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Not You haven't seen it yet? No. Dude's got kids, man. What are you doing? What yeah, you doing I have right adult now? responsibilities, man. Oh, oh you know? please. Blow them off. Come on. Blow them off for two hours oh. and 23 minutes. Well, there you go. I'll do that tonight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Done. Something Done. do. We want to hear what you think of it. There Most you go. definitely. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, the retcon thing. I know what my favorite one is. What is it? Uh, the kids aren't real. The witch's kids. Oh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's the my kids favorite retcon. Aren't real. The, the magic babies. I was glad when they said, "Yeah, that's not how." Yeah, it works. me too. Because robots don't get no people way. pregnant, right? <laughs> 
I don't care how synthetic your sperm is. It's not going to impregnate her non-synthetic well, uterus. I mean, yeah. It's not they, going to. They no. did say from the start that like she did something to make those babies. But like the fact that they were just like, yep, you stole pieces of Mephisto's stole soul or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it, actually, I think it was Master Pandemonium. Master Man, yes, uh, Irving J. <laughs> baby Arms, <laughs> Baby Hands is what I named him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ooh. Master Which is like Pandemonium? legitimately the only great use of him yes. was was that were right. the fake babies. Uh, so um, and, and then the the worst retcon is did you guys were you guys reading Avengers in the early nineties? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, when you found out that Tony Stark was a sleeper agent for Kang the whole time. Ah, uh, yes! <laughs> yes! And then we got teenage right? Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Adult Tony yep. Stark killed a couple people. Yeah. That was a yep. mess. And then, yeah. Oh, Who was that? Yeah. Who wrote that? Oh, fuck, I don't know. God. Bob Harris, maybe? Yeah, Bob Harris. It yeah. was Bob Harris. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh, so bad. The Crossing. Uh, yep, that was, it was it. the name of that storyline. Yep. And, yes, um... I guess Heroes Reborn did us a favor by putting a bullet in the back of the skull of that stupid idea. <laughs> it sure did. Uh, Took it out back and shot it in the head. Yeah. Was well, there Just was like, a lot of stuff going on in Marvel at the time where they were like, I wear. Yeah, they turned the wasp into some sort of weird insect creature. Yeah. I think they had to yep. just reborn the heroes at yeah. that point. They're like, oh, okay, we man. screwed up. Like, really, just <laughs> dreadful ideas going on in that department. But then, on the other hand, you had Mark Wade and Ron Garney get kicked off of Captain America in favor of Rob Liefeld? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah. it's like, right. you guys, you guys, you were doing so good in this one area, yeah, and you man just without a country, really right? boned it. Yep. Yeah, Man Without man, a Country. Man, that story yeah, then they became, so good. And then became Man Without a Comic. Man. Yeah. Hey, oh. that's bump. right. <laughs> Bye, buddy. It's great to talk to you guys. Good Have to talk to you, too. Always. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hello? Caller, this is THN, cover to cover. You are on live. We're calling you back because we missed you. And uh, we were having Hello. some technical issues. Who this? This is your attorney. Oh, it's Ryan. Ryan Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Our consigliere. How are you, sir? Yeah, that's the word. I couldn't get it out. Yeah, I'm great. Right. How are you guys? We're doing great. What do you want to rap about, brother? Uh, I want to rap about Logan. Let's do it. I heard you were one yeah. of those uh, nays Logan naysayers out there. Well, I suppose so, because I had really, really high expectations for this movie. Okay. And I think they fell well short of what they could have done. Lay it out. Sell it to me here. Because I, I, agree, well, with, I agree with you on some story points, definitely. Yeah, and that's where I'm headed with this. Hit me. It's, it started in the parking lot with him getting jumped by those bang gang, uh, gangbangers. Right. <laughs> and he takes one shot. Or the gangbanger shoots him once, and they cut to the ground, and he's got three bullet holes in him. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't notice that. <laughs> so, the, the first 90 seconds, I'm already checked out of the movie, practically. <laughs> okay, that's a bit... I mean, you know. all right, so like, we can chalk that up to uh, editing, Yeah, but yes. Uh, gosh, counting the bullets, I didn't... Well, uh, let's go I to story know. points. Let's go to story points, because you were talking about the story. Yeah. Um, I, well, I think they, they missed, uh, they missed out on doing a couple of flashbacks, uh, particularly whatever the Westchester incident was. Yes. Yeah, we agree. We, we agreed with that. Definitely. When we talked about it. Um, and I also thought it would have been really easy. Again, a very quick explanation of what exactly it was that was killing Logan or that was 
affecting his healing factor. Totally. Agree. Totally. Was it adamantium poisoning? Bam. 15 seconds worth of lines. Yeah, whatever. You know, or did somebody uh, about, do or, something to him? Or uh, when Magneto perverted your adamantium, it began destroying your system. Or, you know, yeah. something, I don't know. Something. Or, there was or one. when he's in the doctor's office, and yeah. the doctor could have said, my God, you have a tumor the size of a basketball in your stomach. How are you, how are you dealing with it? Right. I mean, right. I, I'm not even a filmmaker, and I can come up with six explanations in 30 seconds. No, I totally agree. And we talked about how they went out of their way in the script to put characters in the movie that directly talked about this thing. And you don't need to do that if it's not important. If it's not important in the story, yeah, right. don't do like, that. Like, they put the doctor there to say, hey, there's something wrong with you. Are you sure you don't want me to check it out? Right. Just so that Wolverine can say, nah. And you had already and done move that. On. You had already done that with Professor X and with Caliban. And at that point, well, we're like, okay, he doesn't want to talk yeah, about it. So leave it. So following that point, that there was this, there was also a scene after Caliban died, where they're in the triage center or whatever they are, and they show his burnt husk. And Price goes, "I'll save his DNA. He's a tracker. We can use him." Right. And then. I was. I did. Thirty minutes later, the movie's over with. I did. Yeah, you're right. I did kind of think in that moment that that was going to come back later in the film, but it uh, it never did. It never did. I think they were yeah. just trying to to drop a line like that to say, "See, this is how we came up with this X twenty four character." I think that was yeah, sort of and I, something along those lines. You know. Yeah, but it I, was I'm a, not trying to bag on the whole thing. I really, I did enjoy it. It was a big uh, dramatic. I would, beat, I would definitely though. watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it too, and we agree. There were some story issues. Performance-wise, yeah, I, I, nearly perfect. Nearly perfect performance-wise. I mean, oh my God. Everybody was fantastic yeah. in it. Yeah, but, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll go along with everybody else. I, I teared up at the end as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. For sure. So I give, I give kudos to those guys. And I will say, I've told this to a, to a bunch of people. I think uh, that Daphne Keene stole the movie. Totally. Yes, I agree. Totally. I, and what I was saying on last week's show, I think had they shown even less of her in the trailer, it would have been even more effective when we went to the movie and saw what we saw. You yeah, know, like, it would have been great not to see her come out of the yes. uh, come out of the deal and, and flick her claws. Just, Just to give see us, that for the first time in the movie instead yes. of the trailer. Just give that us glimpses. Awesome. Oh, she's a little girl. We don't know what's up with her. She's adorable. Oh, yeah. and then we go to the movie and go, oh my God, she's a killing machine. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they, they did a great job. I, I thought she even looked like a little feral creature. Totally. At yes, the beginning. she did. I mean, totally. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I think, what's part of the problem that's so aggravating for me is <clears throat> they hit on some of these great aspects of the film and they they went out of their way to make her look good and they cast her perfectly. Uh, and they picked this really, you know, unique story. They, it's a very loose interpretation of old man Logan, obviously, but it's a generally a Western in the same sense that that movie was. Yes, definitely. And they took a lot of risks and then they just leave. It, it just, it's, it's either sloppy or lazy. And I don't know which one it is, but it, I found it really, really frustrating. I, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't, I think I let the performances, and just the, the humanity of the story. I think I let that just kind of wash over me because that was so well executed yeah. that I really, I really did enjoy it, but I can't deny that I had those same issues. I had those same problems. Yeah. We yeah. talked, like we talked about it. Like it's weird script. Why didn't they, why didn't they just reveal what happened? It's definitely a weird choice. Why to, is Wolverine sick to keep bringing it up yeah. and not reveal it. And if it's not important, yeah. just bring it up once, bring it up one time. And Wolverine goes, I'm never talking about that again. I told you. And we go, Ooh, 
That's ooh, uh, an unanswered yeah. question, whatever. But now it just becomes <laughs> like an unanswered plot point, you know. <clears throat> Ryan, thank you so much. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Same here, guys. Take care. See you, pal. Our lawyer, Ryan Forrest. Gotta love that guy. Not afraid to ask the hard questions. He works cheap. We love him. Yeah. Cheap is free. Let's go to our Google voicemails. Mr. Randy Andrews sent us an MP3. Randy, take it away. Greetings, Joe and Matt. This is Randy Andrews emailing in for this week. I guess uh, the last question I didn't really um, know much about. And this week, I don't really have much to say on retcons. Considering I don't really like the new Spider-Man 2099 outfit, I prefer the classic 2099 outfit. And from what I've heard, there actually might bring it back, which I'm super stoked about. But in other news, I've been still enjoying doing my podcast. I really love doing this project. I mean, it is my passion, and I've got to say that you two, you, Matt, and Joe, both of you have been a big influence All three of us. in me getting my podcast going and getting me motivated to actually get awesome interviews, such as Bruce Rowland for The Man from Snowy River. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of that. And yes, we've heard uh, of it. <laughs> even a recent interview for the project on Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions. I got to d- interview two composers for that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so anyway, that's just my big news. So just excited. been trying to catch up on my comics and trying to keep up with other stuff and going on vacation this next week. Woohoo! So take care and have a good day. And see you in about two weeks. Bye for now. <laughs> and then Randy was killed by wild dogs. It's, he was never heard from again. No, they recovered uh, parts bad. of his body out in the forest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Randy, Those congrats on too. your podcast. Yeah. It's great. I had a great time doing it. The dude is so organized. It's awesome. He puts us to shame. That is awesome. We should be shamed. Uh, like every week we shame ourselves a little more. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have no shame. That's different. Have Let's a, talk about real quick. Let's talk about Spider Man 2099. I don't read Spider Man. I know 99. you don't, but this his is costume an, sucks. I'm not talking about. The, I don't like the costume either. I'm with Randy there, but I'm saying retcon because he has been sent back into the past. That's not a retcon no. to try and stop what's going on in the future. Because in the future he was not, he had no part of it, and now he's in the past. What is this? What would you just it's count it as? Like no. Uh, uh, what would we call that? If it's not a retcon, what do we call it? It's nothing. It's a story. Like having Cable show up from the future. That's not a retcon. He's a time traveler. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying there was already an established Spider-Man 2099 timeline that Peter David wrote. Yes, but this takes place after those events, like just before in the past, I guess. Right, after those like, events, but in the past. Like, so if you're if we're drawing if we're drawing a chalkboard timeline, Back to the Future Two style, right. And we've got the timeline, and it's like, here's the point right here in 19, or 2017. Oh, man. Here goes my head. And then you go to the future and draw another X on 2099, and you go, boom, here's where Miguel O'Hara got Spider-Man powers. Right. So it's time travel, so it's, it's And now messy. he's come back. He's just, like, looped back around. So he's living out his life in the years prior to his own birth. Right. Happens. Okay, so not a retcon. No, it's, not a retcon. it's just a time travel there story. I was just trying to spell that out. I honestly wasn't. A certain. retcon means retroactive continuity, where they have retroactively changed history. Right. 
but none of this history is established, so it's not a retcon. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's something if happens he, if, in the if, future. <laughs> if you reveal that, uh, if you reveal that Miguel O'Hara went back to 1941 and helped co-create the Super Soldier Serum, right? Retcon. Then sure, that's a retcon. He peed into a jar. And they <laughs> they ejected it into Captain America. <laughs> uh, what does Captain America get his powers from? Urine. Spider-Man urine. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Good to hear from you. We love your show. We love you. We watched Randy grow up as a podcaster, and he's gotten so damn. Good at it. Check out his show, Soundtrack Alley. It's Soundtrack Alley. Soundtrack Alley. It's there on iTunes. Let's go to Mr. Stephen Fino. He is uh, down in the ziggurat coffers, counting our coins. 715, 716. Why do I have to deepest by hand? Oh, hello. This is Lord Stephen, Master of Coin, sending in my thoughts on the movie Logan. So I took the Moloids on a trip. They are finally settling in. And let me tell you, it is not easy sneaking 15 subterranean creatures into an r-rated movie but it's worth it because logan was awesome so uh i have seen patrick stewart perform on stage i have seen him do shakespeare but i cannot think of a performance i've seen from him that it was better than the one he gave in logan i would go as far as to say it was an oscar-worthy performance x-23 was also fantastic i thought the actress was perfect in the role i would like to see a lot more of her as the character Preferably not in the continuation of this story, which I thought was a better standalone, but maybe waiting until the actress is a little older and then bringing her into regular movies. Uh, and trying not to get into spoilers, her final scene with Logan is the only time I have ever cried from something in a comic book movie, Aww. which is not something I expected in a Wolverine film. For criticisms, I go back and forth on to whether or not I like the fact that they left what happened to the extra a mystery. Uh, they gave just enough that we know the basics uh, from hearing them talk about it on the radio and Charles reacting to the events. But I would have liked just a little bit more backstory. And I don't want to spoil the reveal of who the character is, but I thought that X-24 was really, really cheesy. And I would have liked a better villain for X-23 and Wolverine in the fight rather than the one they used. So aside from a few complaints, I thought the film was great. I thought it was a fantastic send-off to Hugh Jackman's time as Wolverine and Patrick Stewart's time as Charles Xavier. And, oh God, someone gave the Moloids knives. No, 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 put that down. You do not have a healing fact. You do not stab your friend. Why are there knives down in your vault? Where did they come from? <laughs> okay, he brings up a point, and I'm not going to spoil anything about Logan, but I will say on the subject of X24, I will spoil that it's not Sabretooth, and it should have been. It should have been Sabretooth. Yes. Um, a cloned so Sabretooth. To whatever. call X24 the villain is a stretch. X24 was more of like the weapon yeah. that the villain utilized. Yeah. Uh, the villain is the science company that's sure. trying to steal X-23. Um, but yeah, kind of lackluster in terms of like yeah. conflict. Yeah. But it's just that everything else is so great. <laughs> the emotional impact. And the conflict that they the had was amazing. The fight scenes just, were uh, incredible. God. Yeah. But yeah, like you could have easily said, we cloned Liam Schreiber. Yeah. Why not? Or fuck. Yeah. Tyler yeah. Mayne even. <laughs> Tyler Mayne. Tyler's not looking so good these days. Liev, though, he looks great, man. I'll tell you what. Ray Donovan, that's a hell of a show. <laughs> I love Ray Donovan. Thank you, Steven. Steven, we appreciate your work, brother. Thank you. Let's move on to the Orca. Oh, the Orca. Talk some retcon smack. You can hear the Orca on our second show of every month. He has a little segment called Postcards from the Orca. You'll be hearing it next week. Okay, so retcons. 
problem here is that a, a necessary evil in comics. Anytime a continuous story goes on for 75 plus years, like the Batman, or even 50 plus years, like Spidey, they're going to be necessary. However, editorials should be very careful with how they're used. Some are great, like Identity Crisis, where it technically is a retcon, but the story kind of buttoned up in the end. The heroes fucked up, they knew it, they fixed it with the idea that it'd never come back to haunt them. Turns out it did. Great story. Others suck, like the creepy Norman knocking up Gwen story I'm sure yeah. will get mentioned today. But the ultimate crime is when you use a retcon to crap all over another creator's story or completely invalidate it. The worst one of these is how Marvel ruined one of the best long con surprises and best laid runs of all time. Grant Morrison's new X-Men. I'm not going to spoil it. Thankfully, with the popularity of trade paperbacks, newbies can go out there and read the run without ever knowing that Marvel spoiled it on the end with that garbage volume of Excalibur. What I will say is that Zorn, his characterization, his power set, his costume, especially the helmet, and a certain reveal nearly three years later was brilliant. If you've never read it and you want some great X-Men with some great quietly art and a bunch of awesome new characters like Phantom X, Arma, even Negasonic Teenage Warhead from the Deadpool flick, go check it out. If there's any mention of the follow-up Excalibur, run the other way. <laughs> kiss, kiss, nerds. All right, let's talk about Zorn. All right, so what the Orca is describing is... First, the reveal three years later. Yes. Uh, so Zorn was a character introduced at the beginning of Grant Morrison's run he's, in New X Men Annual. He's a Chinese political prisoner, and he's got a he's got a like a star in his brain. Yes. He's like scary powerful, uh, and but he's this kind of like Zen, like peaceful dude, right? And we saw him do all manner of different things yes, with his abilities. Which it's really hard to pin down what he can actually do. Yeah, uh, and three years later in the storyline Planet X. Morrison reveals that Zorn is actually Magneto in disguise. Which does not make any sense. It makes, it's all explained in the book. Yes, you're not remembering that it's all explained in the I, book. I didn't like the explanation because he, he was originally a Chinese guy. He wasn't Chinese. You couldn't see his face. He has an Asian brother. No, the, the idea that there are Zorn brothers is after that. That's after. I get it. I'm just saying. And again, no, you're you're attributing shitty storylines that came right. later. I to agree this Morrison idea that the problems with Zorn are not Morrison's problems. Right. I agree with that. I liked that Zorn. Everything else they did with Zorn after that muddied the water so much that we have no idea who the character is, what he was capable of. It yeah, was right. either an Asian guy or Joseph, the clone of Magneto or Magneto himself. I mean, we have no clue. Yeah. And it, yeah, just the fact that he had a brother. Well, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Who the so hell is it? Morrison had this reveal that Zorn was Magneto all along. He is back. He's gone crazy. He's back to his villainous ways. And he kills Jean Grey. And he reveals that the healing that Zorn did uh, to Professor X was just a trick. Yep. And he snaps his fingers and he loses the ability to walk again. Yep. Ultimately, it ends with Wolverine beheading Magneto. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, once Morrison was off the book, Marvel immediately went to work 
putting all of his ideas back in a box. Right. Uh, and that included Chuck Austin coming up with the idea that, well, Magneto may have been pretending to be Zorn, but there actually is a real Zorn for real. Right. Yeah. Why? Different Zorn. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's another Zorn. <laughs> Uh, a zornier zorn, if a you A zornier zorn, a much <laughs> zornier zorn. Yeah, so Orca is right. They absolutely just cut the legs off of Morrison's run the second he walked out the door. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? He bailed on Marvel. Uh, uh, read Marvel Comics The Untold Story because it's all fascinating. And they touch on the fact, uh, they touch on the reasons why Morrison jump ship to dc oh and i'm sure yeah i'm sure his reasons um, were excellent but and yeah so but he left uh, for dc before his final issues had been published and right. so marvel immediately started discounting them so yeah, yeah. way to go <laughs> good call orca that was good yeah fun to talk about too zorn god we could do a whole podcast on that crap yeah let's go to the goat in canada Patrick Gautier. Hey, Joe and Matt. Patrick from Canada Calling. Great to have you hosers back, and uh, it's also great uh, that I can support you now on Patreon. Uh, thanks for that. Oh, hey, thanks, uh, Although eh? the exchange Thank rate you. right now, i got to say, is killing me. Uh, but uh, retcons. I've never really been a person who cared about continuity all that much. Uh, in my mind, if the story's good, uh, then that's enough for me. I don't care uh, where it fits into the timeline or how it works within other parts of a shared universe. doesn't really matter to me uh, whatsoever. Um, but that said, I do appreciate writers and artists who can take other people's work uh, and use it as a jumping off point and weave stories kind of in and around that and use that as inspiration uh, to create something new and something different. Um, so I would have to say that my favorite retcon uh, is a series, and it's uh, Kurt Busiek and Pat Olafay's Untold Tales of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, for those wow. people who don't know, uh, Untold Tales of Spider-Man ran in the mid-1990s, 20-something issues, uh, and the stories took place kind of in between uh, the issues and yeah. sometimes even the pages or the panels of the original Amazing Spider-Man run. And it was always great uh, to read that and then kind of go back and reference uh, how it fit into the, other, the larger continuity they've been created uh, at that point, 30 years uh, earlier. Uh, so, yeah, there you have it, Untold Tales of Spider-Man. I'm going to try and call in today as well. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it, um, but I want to talk to you guys about Wizard Magazine. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, talk to you soon, eh? Caller, you are on the air live. THN cover to cover. Who this? Hey, this is Black Scorpion number three. How you doing, fellas? Good. We were just talking about you and little BS4. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> uh -oh. you, uh, you inspired... The question of the week. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and that's actually what I was going to call about. Uh, oh, retcons, we, man. Retcons. We were also wondering, uh, we were also wondering uh, about your shoutbox quote, in violent times, you shouldn't have to sell your soul. Which is a from Which is, shout. Tears for fears. Oh. Exactly. Violent <laughs> You shouldn't Isn't that great? sell your soul. <laughs> your soul. Exactly. We thought exactly. you were going through something, man. We were like, uh-oh. It's like, oh, man, he must oh, be no, having no. it rough. <laughs> no. Just, just tears of fears popped into my head. And then I ended up listening to, uh, what is that, Songs from the Big Chair all day yesterday after typing that. Fantastic. So. Fun times. Fun times. Let's talk retcons, though. Yes. This is not the Tears for Fears retcons. cast. <laughs> okay. I, That's I got, on Wednesday. I, I got to tell you about... I gotta tell you about the retcon that that really angers me that, that's happening right now, and that's uh, uh Barbara Gordon walking. I don't like it. Mm, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of ties to Barbara Gordon in the, in the wheelchair. I did my uh, my master's thesis, did a lot of research on uh, uh, wheelchair users and unemployment and stuff. So my master's thesis is dedicated to Barbara Gordon and Freddie Freeman. And now <laughs> it, it just doesn't matter. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. She, she walks. She doesn't use a wheelchair. So, yeah. And, and I don't like Gail Simone's little, little talk about how, oh, you know, uh, and nobody stays dead, and 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 all, and all that jazz. So it didn't make sense that that she was still in a chair. But see, I always liked the stuff that that held out for a long time. Like, you know, Barry Allen being dead. Like that was awesome. Yes, and it was terrible when totally. he stopped being dead. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, Barbara Gordon was a much stronger character because. Mm-hmm of her situation and her circumstances. They turned Barbara into a much greater character as Oracle than she ever, ever, ever was a Batgirl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a- Exactly. It's not, it's not like there weren't other options for a Batgirl, right? Right. No. <laughs> so to have a character with a disability on the Justice League, just as important as the Flash or Green Lantern. Yeah. And then years later to mm-hmm. say, ah, nah, we'd rather put her in spandex and never punch people. And quite honestly, there's really no reason why we couldn't have made Stephanie Batgirl. There's no reason why you couldn't have done right. or, or any right. other or Cassandra Kane. Well, in fact, Stephanie already was Batgirl yeah. when they rebooted. We don't uh-huh. need Barbara Gordon in this role. There's nothing about Barbara Gordon that was not improved as Oracle that they needed to force her back into the role of Batgirl. There's nothing. They, yep. Do it with a different character, and everyone's fine with it. Everyone is universally fine with it. The people that like this mm-hmm. new, young, sassy Batgirl are going to be fine with a new character in that role, and the people that don't like Barbara as a younger, sassier Batgirl would be fine with you know, someone else doing it. it. I just don't get it. I don't like it still, and I'm with you 100%. It is the retcon I was going to talk about as my least favorite. Well, and it was, it was compounded oh. by the fact that when they relaunched her as Batgirl, they acted like her time as Oracle had never occurred. Yeah, which is even just uh-huh. worse. Yep. Which is even just worse. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Terrible, terrible retcon. I'm, I'm glad uh, both heads are with me on this. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's universal. Right. Always good to hear from you, BS. Right, well, we love you, buddy. Thank, thanks so much, Delos. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds right, good. See ya. I was going to rap about that as my least favorite retcon, but there it is. Now you don't have to. Now I don't have to. Who's this calling in? Oh. What were we... Got a new guy. No, wait. What? Untold Tales of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the wait, phone rang. The phone rang. Untold Tales uh, of Spider-Man. Let's finish yeah, that thought. Such a great series. It really was. And really, the series that, in my mind, cemented Kurt Busiek as a writer to really watch out for back in those days. Yeah, like, he had also launched Astro City right around that same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Astro City was, you know, kind of new. Untold Tales of Spider-Man was such a breath of fresh air at the tail end of the Clone Saga with all this nonsense going on. And you had these great, uh, these great incontinuity stories of classic Spider-Man in new adventures that you'd never seen before. Ugh. It was wonderful. They were so good. It is no longer in print. No, that's uh, too bad. They did come out with a, they did come out with a nice meaty trade of it though. Yeah. If you can find it, you could, you might be able to find those back issues too, and they shouldn't be too expensive. Oh, they were, yeah, they were on newsprint still, and they were only ninety nine cents. Yeah, so. you should be able to find those somewhere, probably quarter box. Great, great stuff. I think we got ourselves a new caller here. I think we do, Mister Dexter Roberts. Let's see who this guy is. Let's see what his story is. 
Hey Joe and Matt, and Dexter here. I'm calling from London in England. Right. I'm a long time listener, but uh, this is my first time uh, sending an MP3. Uh, sorry it's a bit crap, and I'm rushing a bit in because it's a bit late here. It's all right, he sounds um, sexy. So in answer to the question of the week, uh, my least favorite retcon, uh, I can say in two words, and that's Bone Claws. Oh, yes, for Bone Claws. Retcon of his claws being... Uh, the result of mutation as opposed to being uh, the sadistic wet dream of some uh, bad hombres from Project X. Um, <laughs> I thought the Project X element uh, was a bit nicer and the other one was just a bit, bit crap really. But anyway, so it's me, short and sweet. Um, hopefully I'll send them some other time. Take care guys, bye. Dexter, welcome aboard. Yes! Good to hear from you. Another listener across the pond. We love that. Bone Claws, we discussed it already. It split Wolvie fans right down the middle back in the day. But Bone Claws... The only retcon to get mentioned twice. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, it is the winner. I guess. <laughs> well, we do have one more call. We do have one more call. One more call. Oh, another listener across the pond. I love this. Hello, oh. two-headed nerd. It's Shane from Ireland calling in uh, for the question of the week about retcons. So at first, when I was thinking about this question, I was going to go with the resurrection of Jean Grey. I mean, that's just the one that comes to mind straight away. But the one, the more I thought about it, the one that I realized I had to mention was the one that I'm sure everyone at this stage has mentioned, and that is Bucky Barnes' return. Uh, I wasn't reading comics when the first issues, like those issues were actually coming out, but going back and reading them and knowing that at the time it was like a truism in comics that nobody's really dead except Uncle Ben and Bucky Barnes. I still just a marvel at the balls, the vision, the talent it took Ed Brubaker to propose and then write uh, the Winter Soldier arcs. And then for that character to go on to become super successful in his own right, have his own comic, leading the Thunderbolts now, you know, be a major character in the movies. It's just crazy what he accomplished there. Um, stupidest retcon ever has to be One More Day. The Devil Wants Peter Parker's Marriage? It just boggles the mind that anyone thought that was a good idea. I know they wanted to go back to the secret identity, and it's basically impossible to put that genie back in the bottle, except through magic, but that just was not the way to do it. And finally, before I go, I just want to say that I saw Logan, and it was amazing! <laughs> loved it. Definitely the best X-Men film yet. Loved the elegiac tone, loved the, the sense of things coming to an end. Uh, perfect. And I didn't mind not finding out about what happened to the other mutants. I was like, this is a Logan story. You know, in theory, those stories could be told another time. Fair so, point. yep. Retcons, Logan, it's all good. Thank you very much. Shane out. Good call, Shane. Very fair. Uh, so Shane in his email writes, My world time function tells me it's 6.20 in Omaha right now. You guys are sleeping sweet to edit sleep while I have already run a marathon, hunted bears, and drunk buckets of beer. Well, that's just, yeah, that's Ireland. Uh, <laughs> like, everybody was, does that. <laughs> he also calls back to our last episode where he says, uh, when we were discussing the image announcements, uh, I mentioned the Declan Shalvey original graphic novel savage town set in a place called limerick city and i said that it was about as irish as you could get and shane says it sure is limerick city is a real place oh it's not imaginary how about that okay it's not imaginary like the netherlands right <laughs> not, it's right like the netherlands come on who named that yeah, place a 15 year old <laughs> netherlands <laughs> Uh, he also says that he forgot to mention St. Patrick's Day in my recording. I just figured that 
uh, real Irish people don't give a shit about St. Patrick's Day. Every day is St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. Just like so many other foreign holidays yeah. that we celebrate they, here in they the States. They dye the rivers green every day. You know, it's just right. nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's like Cinco de Mayo, yeah, where yeah. it's like, oh, God, in the Mexico. white people. Like, yeah, every day it's right. Cinco de Mayo in Mexico. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, Shane, thank you for your call. Um, he took my answer. Best retcon probably of all time. Yeah. Bucky. I think that is definitely a, a great argument for best retcon of all time. Yeah. Winter Soldier, man. I mean, I guess ballsiest, without a doubt. And, and he's right. That was like the old saying: nobody stays dead in comics except for Uncle Ben and Bucky. Yep. And I guess if if the Winter Soldier revelation takes a backseat to any other retcon, it's probably the revelation that we don't that we take for granted these days. And that is from the '60s when they did a retcon about the history of Captain America, right? And added the wrinkle that he. Um, fell into suspended animation at the end of the war mm -hmm. and they found him. That was not comic book canon. No. Ca Captain America comics continued well on into the 50s until the superhero market dried up. Uh, and so Stan and Jack came up with that idea that Captain America has been lost all this time. Uh. That is a retcon and nobody thinks about it anymore because it's such a huge part of history. Yeah. Crazy. Can't have Bucky as the Winter Soldier without Captain America being frozen in ice. True that. True that. Thank you to everybody that called in or left us a message today. We had a couple problems. You guys fought through it. We had some technical issues, let me tell you. Damn. But you guys were champs about we were, it. We're ironing everything out. The show is still a baby. It's only episode number three. Disappointed in you, Cat Nerd. I, I, I reached out to you personally. <laughs> you knew what time we were recording. Uh, he's a busy man. Come on. Portland's a hip, cool place. He's got hip, cool shit going on. Yeah, you know. It's only 10 a.m. there. He's probably still sleeping. Well, we already touched on our best and worst. Yeah. I mean. Let's just wrap it up. Then. You guys hit it. That was great. Yeah. We got another. Covered all the bases. We got another episode of the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast hitting next week. We talked to you. We already told you that Orca's going to be there. We're, of course, going to have to discuss a little bit of this new Marvel Iron Fist. I'm nervous. The reviews I'm so far very, are not kind. very nervous. Ugh. I might have to just see Kong, Island, Kong of Skull Island again to make myself feel better. We'll see. I don't know. You know, we'll be. It's a good thing that the week the new Mass Effect game comes out is a cover to cover week because yeah. I am not going to be worth oh, yeah. shit. I'm not going to get a goddamn <laughs> when that game comes out. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. It's your show. We love doing this with you because it forces us to talk about stuff that we normally would probably not talk about. But for now, this is the Two Headed Nerd signing off, y'all.